Well, happy New Year's to Bucks fans, but this was not a game that you probably really want to remember or go back and watch the replay of. The Bucks absolutely smoked by the Washington Wizards on their home floor. And again, in a familiar story, unfortunately, the players that we want to see play for this Bucks team just weren't there. No Giannis, no Chris, no Drew. And some of the numbers were straight up alarming in this game. Overall, a night you would like to forget. Max him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. I'm the host of this show. You can see and hear me Monday to Friday and also find my work over at ESPN. And we're here for a post-game podcast today. The Bucks go down to the Wizards, uh, dominated by the Wizards. Let's just be straight up about this. It was a pretty depressing night or day at the basketball if you're watching or in the arena. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com promo code locked on we'll get into a little bit more about that later in the show of course uh, we have to thank you for making locked on bucks your first watch or first listen of every weekday we absolutely appreciate it Uh, particularly in a game like this or a night like this where things just did not go well for the milwaukee bucks at all but youtube i'll tell you what YouTube is is on fire right now with the Locked On Bucks channel. We're almost at 5K subscribers. So if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, perhaps watching on replay, subscribe, hit the bell. Uh, We appreciate it. And hopefully we have shows that are going to be a little bit more fun than this one because this was a straight up disaster. But I don't think it was a huge surprise. Anyone that tuned into this game, I mostly felt bad for the fans that went there because I've been to a number of New Year's Day home games at Fireset Forum, and people are fired up. They're in a good mood. They've probably had a fun night the night before. They might be just in town for the holidays. And this was just a letdown. So I felt bad for the fans that were there. No Giannis with left knee soreness. No Chris still with the right knee soreness. Who knows what's going on there? And Drew Holiday with the non-COVID illness. Uh, he continues to be unwell. He wasn't in the building. Chris and Giannis were at least both there because you know Mike Budenholzer did say uh, that Chris was also ill the other night and he wasn't there. So I, I don't know. We expect that Giannis will probably play in a couple of days' time when the Bucks play the Wizards again. But certainly, uh, Chris Middleton, we just continue to wonder when he's going to get back. And this was, for me at least, the most probably downcast I've been watching this team play. I know the Bucks have had some stinkers in the past and you think about losing to Houston, you think about losing to the Memphis Grizzlies, but... It was just a really, really tough watch. The final is 118 to 95, and the Bucks were never in it. They were, it was never close. They were down 34-17 after the first period. Some of the numbers were just straight up alarming overall. And sometimes I look forward to these games where there's no pressure. You don't actually expect the Bucks are going to win the game, but you have fun and look for some little highlights or some performances from players. Maybe, maybe there was some. Good stuff from Marjan Beauchamp. We'll get into that a little bit more as we go through the podcast. But no Bradley Beal for the Wizards as well. We should 
at least acknowledge that. And Pigeon jumps in the chat and says, uh, don't worry, Giannis will humble them with 50, 20, and 5 next game. But look, this is why we did discuss after the Bucks beat the Minnesota Timberwolves the other night. And, you know, I thought there was reason to be excited or at least just happy. You got to watch the Bucks win a game. They'd lost four straight. So you had to acknowledge the good performances. But as I said, it wasn't exactly a trademark win. And without Giannis scoring 40 and 20, as he has for the last two games, the Bucs would have been in dire straits. Now, that's no surprise. The Bucs, with their superstar, aren't going to be the same team. But in this one, I think the thing that stood out to me was just the complete lack of offensive production or ability to, to run any type of offense with the second unit guys. So we spoke a little bit about you know, Joe Ingles and what he could do in the last game. But he's a complimentary player. I've spoken about, you know, the lack of offense you really get in from Javon Carter and Grayson Allen. Javon Carter was 6 for 14 in this game. But I never really feel like he's creating anything great offensively. He can dribble into a mid-range shot, which I never really get that excited about. He was only 2 for 6 from 3 in this game. So it was pretty obvious pretty early in this game that this wasn't going to be one of those fun games where maybe you get a cool surprise performance and the Bucs can actually do something productive in this game they got nothing going they shot up an absolute I was going to say another word for this but they shot a lot of threes they're 49 three-point attempts in this game that would have to be relatively close to a season high I imagine maybe they've topped that once or twice but they only hit 13 so yeah Bucks fans tuning into this podcast no surprise I wouldn't be surprised to see the Bucks with 13 for 49 from three. And there was some culprits along the way that particularly didn't shoot the ball well. Grayson Allen continues to be cold. He is just in a really rough stretch right now. He was three for nine from three. Marjon Beauchamp, extremely quick trigger in this game. He was two for nine. He's got a quick release. He can get those shots up. And look, if he's going to shoot the ball tonight, it has to be the night uh, that he's going to do so. But he was two for nine. And did get up some questionable shots, but I don't really mind that too much with Marjan Bochamp. And then Joe Ingles was 0 for 4, and they all really felt like they were short. Ingles looked pretty flat-footed defensively in this game. And as we discussed after the last outing where he had 14 points and 10 assists, there's going to be some ups and downs with him, no doubt. I don't think that he's the type of player that when the stars are out, you think he's going to have a big night. He's more complimentary to what the Bucs want to do with their star players in the lineup, but he didn't have a good night tonight at all. Despite my surprise at looking at the box score and seeing he had six assists, that's a little bit surprising, but a scoreless night for Joe there. So they just weren't able to hit threes in this game. AJ Green came in and played 19 minutes to back up. He's 21 minutes from the other night. But again, when you look at that 49 three-point attempts, this game very, very quickly became a night where the Bucks were either going to shoot a bunch of threes and knock them down and keep themselves involved in the contest, or if not, they just simply weren't going to win. And they didn't do it in the first half. They weren't able to hit those threes. And overall, on a night where the Wizards are only 7 for 27 themselves, the Bucks weren't able to separate themselves or even keep themselves in the game uh, with their offensive production on this one. We'll talk a little bit more about the offense as we continue to roll through this show. But now we'll talk about prize picks. Uh, who are our sponsors of the show today. We really appreciate, by the way. And if you haven't heard about prize picks, you pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projected numbers. So if Giannis is playing and you want to go over, 
the point total over the rebound total. Let's face it, Giannis is putting up some big numbers. It's probably not a bad way to go. You can do that at Prize Picks and win up to 25 times on your money. There is also projections on other sports, including NFL, MLB, when it's back, NHL, golf, college sports, all those types of things. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. The withdrawals are safe and fast, and it's currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. So download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. And if you deposit 100 bucks, Prize Picks will give you 100, etc., etc. So don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. That's Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Made Easy. I'll tell you what was another number that is kind of comical when you think about the way this Bucks team usually plays and where they're able to dominate games or where they're able to play well. The points in the paint, the Bucks were outscored 72, and I have to get a bit closer to my screen here to read this number, 72 to 26. It started with Daniel Gafford in the first quarter, who was problematic. Pazingas had his way down there. Kyle Kuzma didn't have his best night, but he scored a couple of times and they were able to just get the mismatches they wanted. But 72 to 26 points in the paint is an extraordinary number. I'm not sure if the 72 points in the paint is the highest of the season. I think the Memphis Grizzlies had an absurd number against against the Bucs earlier this year. But if you want to know why the Bucs had an advantage 13 to seven in three-point makes and still got blasted by over 20 points in this game. Yeah, if you're going to be minus 46 in points in the paint, you're going to be in trouble. And then there was also just no transition game uh, for the Bucks either, with the Wizards outscoring Milwaukee 22 to eight in fast break points. So overall, this is a pretty disastrous game. Marjan Bochamp did play 25 minutes. And I, I think looking back at the last game, I think, you know, obviously AJ Green did some nice things. He played that 20 man, 21 minutes against Minnesota. But I think if you, I mean, clearly to me anyway, if you're comparing Bochamp and AJ Green, there shouldn't be too much of a reason for AJ Green to get more minutes than, than Marjan. And at least we saw tonight, Bochamp played 25 minutes. He checked into the game pretty quickly. Now he was minus 14. And as I said, two for nine from three, four for 12 from the field. He didn't have any assists, so he didn't really do a lot other than get shots up. But he's still active. He still gets out in transition. And his athleticism, which we do know about, he showed a couple of flashes. He had a a one-handed dunk, basically off two feet under the basket. Outside of, obviously, the guys we know, Pat Connaughton, Giannis, the athletic players in his team, Bochamp does add something different. And I will maintain that you want to see him a little bit more when you have Giannis, when you have all the guys in the lineup. So I, again, would definitely be using the month of January to try and get as many minutes or as much minutes into Marjan Bochamp as you can to see whether there's anything that he's bringing to the table. Coco Mike says, good morning from Greece. Until we are fully healthy, I can't really feel anything about our team. This is honestly the big problem for me as I'm watching this team. And even as I'm doing this podcast, like, 
I would like to just do a podcast. If the Bucks are going to lose, they can lose. That's totally fine. I would like to do a podcast where I can analyze this team at full health and actually discuss what they looked like with all their pieces on the table. They just simply haven't had it for one game this year when you consider all the guys that have been out. So I agree with you, Mike. And clearly, if you're in Greece, I'm sure you're a big Giannis fan. And there's obviously no reason to panic after this game. It, it's in, in large way, it, it's irrelevant. But to my point about you know, Giannis over the last few podcasts where I've discussed him doing a little bit too much for this team, you do get to a night like tonight, and uh, and I know that there's multiple star players out, but you do get to a night like tonight and you see they score 26 points in the paint. They only get 15 free throws. And you know, we do overlook. I don't think we overlook. We discuss it enough. But Giannis just does everything uh, for this team. And Tydrix asks or says, the question is if they will be healthy. It's been like this since the beginning of the season. And there's no doubt about that. I think I said a few podcasts ago that if you're watching this Milwaukee Bucks team, I think that you, I'm not going to be too concerned until I'm, I'm putting a timeline on it. I'm putting a timeline on the end of January. That's when I'm saying that I will start to be seriously panicking if this Bucks team just cannot get healthy by that point in time. We've seen it time and time again. I thought Brooke Lopez was fine, you know, when he came back last year, but he was clearly a little bit sharper at the start of the season. And you have to watch Brooke Lopez as well and the load that he's had to carry this year, particularly defensively. He hasn't had those monster games lately. The Bucs have obviously been losing. The defense has slipped a little bit and he was carrying that, I think, personally at the start of this season. So the end of January, if the Bucs can't get... Chris Middleton back on the floor and can't get him healthy. I've said it before. I don't, I, there's no chance the Bucs are going to trade Chris Middleton. But if you get to that point, you really are, as a Bucs fan, just going to be sitting back and saying, well, all I can do at this point is cross my fingers and hope this team gets healthy. But you wouldn't be feeling all that confident about what they can do in terms of, in terms of winning the title if they can't get healthy by that point. And there is just going to be a little bit of a waiting game uh, for this team because with the schedule the way it is. I mentioned this for this stretch and I said, well, the good news for the Bucks is that the schedule is going to lighten up a little bit. And it started with the Bulls game. Then you get Minnesota. Then you get Washington twice. That was the way I looked at it. Well, they won and two in that stretch. And if I look up the NBA standings before this game, the Bucks were already in third in the East. Now they're 23 and 13. So they're only... Half a game up on the Cavs in fourth. They're a game and a half up on Philadelphia in fifth. So depending on how this little next stretch goes with you know, Chris, whether he actually can come back, if Drew Holiday can get over the, uh, over the hump with this illness and whatever is going to happen with Giannis, you can't rule out the idea that the Bucs will be in the fifth seed within the next week or so, which at that point... And for all the injury and health stuff we've discussed for this team so far this season, I didn't think we really entertained, or I didn't entertain the idea that they wouldn't be a home court team. But they find themselves right back in the mix. And that's why a loss like tonight is a challenging one for the Bucs because Giannis has done everything. He's played every game. If you can't get Chris out there, it doesn't help. But tonight is definitely a game you want to lock down, even if the Wizards... Had won four in a row coming into this one. They're still a 17-21 team. 
a team that the Bucks should be beating on their home floor, where so far this year the Bucks are 15 and four, came into the night 15 and three. So you got to keep an eye on the standings. And it is the time of year now. You, you zip into the new year. And you say you have to start looking at it and you have to start stringing some, some wins together if you're this Bucks team. So as far as what's still to come, the Bucks will get the Wizards again in a couple of days at home. Hopefully they get a couple of bodies back to the, for that one. But then they're traveling to Canada to play the Raptors who always play the Bucks well. The Hornets, they got back at home. Then the Knicks on the road. Then the Hawks. And then a couple of games against the Heat and the Pacers who are playing pretty well. And in sixth spot, in the East. So because they haven't been able to take advantage of this game against the Bulls and then the Wizards, they do find themselves in an interesting spot now, the Bucks, as far as the standings go. So they do need to turn this around a little bit. And as Jeffrey points out, the Nets are salivating as we speak. So I've always said that the Brooklyn Nets are a little bit of a wild card in the Eastern Conference. And they certainly obviously maintain that. I think the big question with Brooklyn is, are those guys always going to keep playing with the Kyrie stuff, with KD, Ben Simmons, all this stuff? But I think most people believe that if they were healthy, they would be a, a serious, serious team. still think there's some size stuff with the Bucks, and defensively the Nets aren't elite. But yeah, no doubt they're rolling. I think they've won 11 games in a row now. So uh, look, we will see what happens. And Robbie makes a pretty good point. No Giannis, no Drew, no Middleton. The rest of our bench players are really specialized around the big three. And that's exactly what we've seen with this game here. And that's my point when you do have guys like Grayson Allen and Javon Carter. And and I know that the drum beat is getting louder for Grayson Allen to see whether he's going to get traded. I've softened on my approach. <laughs> I've softened on my approach when it comes to Grayson Allen. He's clearly not playing well at the moment. But Robbie's point is exactly that. I don't look at Grayson Allen maximized in this roster when you've got none of those big three. I don't even look at Grayson Allen maximized on this roster if you don't have Chris Middleton. But he wasn't able to really get any good looks tonight. A couple of open ones that he was able to miss. And then Javon Carter just isn't an offense creator. He's a guy that you bring in, he can be a real pest defensively, and we've seen that. But I don't see him as an NBA, certainly not an NBA starting caliber point guard in terms of getting the offense involved. So, yes... There's not much to look at tonight and take away from it. But if anything, there is one thing from tonight that I continue to be concerned about, and it does come back to what the Bucks should potentially do at the trade deadline, which comes into the question from Rudy, who asks, who should the Bucks trade for? Which I'll get to in a little bit. After we talk about a product that is very close to my heart. And that's Bill Bar. And by the way, with all these non-COVID uh, illnesses, maybe the Bucks just need to eat a little more Bilt Bar, but it's the new year. And if you're looking for any type of dietary stuff, my suggestion is get on the Bilt Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories, then you've got to try a Bilt Bar. We just got through the holidays. And uh, personally, it was a big week. Uh, this is perhaps the first day in the last week and a half that I, I feel like um got it together a little bit. It has been a big week. And I'm looking to eat a little healthier this year. So if you're like me and you want to eat healthier, but don't want to compromise the taste, that's very important. Then, man, I've got a treat for you. You've got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they are actually so delicious. You will think that it is impossible 
to be good for you, but it is. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut almond. I can barely breathe right now. I'm too excited. That's right. You don't need to wait around and get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. I don't even know what Sam's Club is, but head to Sam's Club and you can get Built Bar. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy selection. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with their hip flavors, brownie, butter, and churro, and you can absolutely thank me later. So uh, that's Built Bar. One hell of a product there. Go and check them out. All right. So to Rudy's point, who would the Bucks trade for? So, you know, offensively, I didn't think there was a lot of creation tonight, but i tell you what they did do. They fired up a lot of threes. Some of them were pretty damn good looks from three. I am still terrified about the three-point shooting of this team when it comes to the postseason. Yes, things change when you've got Giannis, Drew, and Chris. I totally understand that. But who on this Bucks team do you sit back and think is going to knock down those threes? That's why I've been so high on Grayson because I think his skill set is important. But, you know, he's going through a rough patch now. So I still think the Bucks are a guard short. And if they're going to make a trade, that is what I would be looking at. Someone that can score get their own three and it's not going to be easy because I don't think that there I don't think that there is I don't think there's teams that are going to be clamoring for the package based around Grayson Allen. I mentioned the future 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 first round pick that the Bucks have to potentially throw into a package as well. But the three point shooting because as much as we all talk about well just add to the defense, get another defensive body and we know the names that have been mentioned there. Ultimately I think the Bucks need offense. I was a little bit surprised today that Jordan Warren didn't play more minutes. And look, we spoke last month and said, yeah, this felt like Jordan Warren's real showcase. Marjon Bochamp was out with that illness at the time. Warren was playing big minutes. They took a while to get Marjon Bochamp back into the rotation. But tonight on a night where you've got no players, Jordan Warren didn't play until garbage time in this game when uh, they couldn't they couldn't actually do anything offensively and couldn't get a shot. So that was a little bit of a surprise and probably shows where Jordan Wara is in the pecking order there. So, yeah, overall, I just think, again, offensively, I would be looking for someone that can knock down a three. Now, I'm not saying that's going to be easy to do. There's a bunch of guys that are out there. I'm not necessarily over-the-top excited about a guy like Jordan Clarkson, but, geez, you feel like he could bring something to the table. What about uh, Terrence Ross? I know is a name that's been floated before. Again, these aren't exciting guys. I don't think anyone's going to be too far excited about this. But uh, I know that we're going to get to the postseason, and based on what we've seen in previous years, we're going to see the Bucks struggle to shoot from three. And they're going to have to carry, the defense is going to have to carry this team, which we know is the staple of this team. And that's fine. That's the identity. But the three-point shooting for me continues to be a concern. And tonight, again, 13 for 49, uh, as I mentioned. So we'll have a day off 
few mentions about George Hill here. Well, he was sick today, so he's not playing. So at least that will make some people happy. Uh, I don't think he's been that bad, as we know. And Wesley Matthews picked up the coach's decision today and didn't, didn't play as well. So overall, a really forgettable night for the Milwaukee Bucks. They're 23 and 13. As I said, they're only a game and a half ahead of fifth now. So they definitely started to slip. We'll have a podcast tomorrow. I'll drag someone onto this podcast so I'm not rambling on solo. And we'll look ahead a little bit and look at more of the big picture stuff. A shorter post-game pod today, but let's face it, there was not much to talk about from this one. The Bucks blown out 118 to 95 with none of the stars playing. Uh, forgettable game. Not one that I'll be looking forward to talk about uh, anytime in the near future. New Year's Day. So thanks to some of you people for jumping on this podcast. Uh, it's a pretty good effort by you. After you're done with Locked On Bucks and making that your first listen today, your second listen can be game to game. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to Locked On Bucks, turn the notifications on, and uh, you'll join us for a podcast every time we do it. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, more of a big picture stuff. Jump on YouTube, throw in your questions. We'll get them on the show. Make sure you hit the bell and subscribe, and we'll get you guys involved more on the podcast. Happy New Year. Uh, forget about this Bucks game. If you're a Packers fan, maybe today's the day. You enjoy watching a replay of the Packers game. We'll be back tomorrow. Take it easy, everyone. Thanks to everyone for jumping in the live stream. 